0: keen on getting more tools in the parenting tool belt? Then today's episode is definitely for you. We're going to be looking at a book I recently read and it unpacks the ways that we show our kids unconditional love. When I read it a lot of it made so much sense and despite me thinking that I love my child, so she must know that right? I realized that I need to work on my parenting game a bit more to make my daughter feel loved up which will hopefully have an impact on discipline and the way I can disciple her to Jesus. So grab your coffee, if you can. Get comfy, a game, if you can. And I hope you enjoyed this episode that unpacks the book, How to Really Love Your Child. Hey there. You're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hey everyone and welcome back to Mamas Mission. Here I am sitting in my kitchen, it's the evening, dark, quiet, nobody in the house, so what better time to record a podcast. I've already recorded one tonight, and I'm hoping I can record a second one. Fingers crossed. Tonight, I'm going off notes that I've written, and my handwriting, let's just put it bluntly, is absolutely atrocious. So let's just say this podcast is probably going to need to be edited a whole bunch because there's going to be ums and yeah, lots of pauses. So let's see how we go. So in today's episode, we are going to be looking at a book that I recently got out from the library, and it was called How to Really Love Your Child by Dr. Ross Campbell. I was super intrigued by the title, and I love reading these kind of books. I have kind of a go- set a goal for myself for the year, so every single day I try to read a chapter of a book, and usually it's a non-fiction book, like a... Not, Self help, but in a way, so it's going to educate me in some way. And let's be real, nobody's perfect in this parenting game, so we all need a little help on how to really love your child. So, I'm going through the book and it unpacks unconditional love, regardless of behavior. See, I've already made a mistake. Okay, so the book overview it. Discusses what unconditional love is, regardless of behavior. Our daughter is a little different because she actually says it with her words instead of saying it with her behavior. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. That'll become a bit more clearer as we go through the review. Dr. Ross Campbell discusses that there are four ways to convey love through eye contact, physical contact, focused attention, and discipline. So we're going to unpack all four of those. And yeah, I'll, I'll slot in a few things that I think about the book. Number one, eye contact. You need to look at how you're using it. Do you use eye contact with your children in a good way or a bad way? I really got to thinking about this because he mentioned, if you're trying to make a point when you're telling your child off, and we often say, look at me, yeah, okay, we're totally getting eye contact there, but is it the right kind of eye contact? It will have a negative connotation if used like that. Do you model eye contact well to your kids? I didn't really understand what the whole big deal it was about eye contact until I was about 13 or 14 and my sister and I were homeschooled and my mum sent us to an art teacher every Thursday, um, every fortnight and we learnt art and okay side note, out of four children mum had art framed for three out of the four and guess whose art was not framed, yours truly. I suck at the subject but anywho, I really do enjoy it. But what I learned ironically was not how to do art in this class, it was about eye contact and as a homeschooler, you know, we didn't have that much confidence, although that's not typical of a homeschooler these days Um, and we were fairly sheltered and when our art teacher talked to us, he insisted on us using eye contact and he just talked to us about what the importance of like how it is so important to look at the person that you're talking to and from then on like it was really really awkward when he was teaching us and encouraging us to look him in the eye but from then on out like whenever we did it he encouraged us and it totally made me way better with looking somebody in the eye eye contact is an active way of listening and i think that's really important with our kids We don't want to just use eye contact when we're telling them off. We actually want to use eye contact when they're talking to us about their day to show that we're actually listening to what they have to say. I don't know about you, but even just the other day, oh, even just tonight, I was trying to cook rice while my husband was explaining something and he said to me, I can't really talk to you when you're not looking at me and focusing and I totally know how that feels. You just think that the person's not paying attention. So it's really important for our kids that we look at them, not in that creepy way where we stare them down, but when we're actually looking at them engaging in eye-to-eye contact to say, yeah, I hear you, I am listening to you. Okay, so that's the first way you can show love, unconditional love to your children. The second way you can is through physical contact, which is appropriate touch. We tend to do lots of this when our kids are younger, but not so much when they get older. It's crucial we push through the awkwardness, especially with 10 to 11-year-old girls. This is what he was saying. It's so true, you see, a lot of dads are really great with their kids when they're younger and then when they get older and the girls are getting a bit awkward and yeah, it just becomes a little bit uncomfortable. But according to Dr. Ross Campbell, he is saying this is like one of the most important times that we need to be touching appropriately our children we must convey our love to our children before anything else before teaching before guidance before example and before discipline oh sorry yeah before discipline this so relates to what we're all about here at mama's mission we want our kids to be loved and if we are not loving our kids by showing eye contact and physical contact How can we expect to teach them effectively? How can we expect to lead them in a relationship with the Lord? They need to feel loved. So we go into number three, how to show unconditional love to your children. Number three, it kind of links to number one a little bit, but it's focused attention. And as the author was saying, this requires sacrifice. Oh my goodness, does it. How many parents, I am so guilty of this myself, we listen to our children but we don't look at them and our constant response is, hmm, or well, that's cool or great job, so generic, but we're not really paying attention. Full attention or focused attention is giving your full undivided attention in such a way that your child feels without a doubt completely loved and valuable enough to warrant undistracted watchfulness. In short, focused attention makes a child feel like the most important person in the world in his or her parents' eyes. Jesus actually modeled this in Mark 10 verses 13 to 16. And I'll just read that here. I guess that's really just linking also to physical touch as well. What gets in the way though of us actually giving our focused attention to our kids? Okay, where do we start? Dinner needs to be cooked. Um, I need to do the washing. I need to do the dishes. Our phones. Ooh, those things are coming up again. How do we combat this? What are your priorities in life and where does your child fit in? Who and what gets priority in your life? Our kids are supposed to be number one. Well, not quite number one, but you know, especially in mama's mission, our job is to teach our kids to love the Lord. How can we do that when we're not even paying them attention when they want attention? Does that mean that I'm saying that every time your child says, mama, mom, you need to put everything down and listen? No, that's not the case, but I would say a good seven to eight, maybe nine times out of ten we should, and I've got to say, this is like a little gentle kick up the bum, because I'm probably about three out of ten, and constantly, especially because we struggled to conceive Mackenzie, constantly God's so gently tapping me on the shoulder when she's pestering me to look at things or do things with her and I can just think oh my goodness I but I need to do this or I want to do this and God's saying to me you prayed for her you wanted her she's your miracle go and do what she's wanting you to do and I think a lot of us need to do a little bit more of that how do we give focused attention we actually have to set aside time for it we need to get intentional This really hit a nerve for me and my hubby when we were reading through this. (laughs) It's so important. We totally need to get intentional. That doesn't mean like every single time my daughter brings out toys that I need to play with her. But it does mean that I am getting intentional. And I'm going, you know what? I'm going to put that aside today or just for now. And I'm going to play with you for a few minutes. Not for like half an hour, although some parents are pretty amazing at doing that but I'm going to get to your level and have a chit-chat with you and just give you some focused attention. Every moment counts. It's like making deposits into a savings account. When the account is healthy, a child's emotional life will be sound and the child will have fewer problems. It's also an investment in the future. Ooh. When I read that I was like oh true that like I'm investing in my daughter in our future. I don't know about you but I was just saying to somebody the other day that I think you've done a pretty decent job as a parent if when you're older and your kids are older they actually want to hang out and spend some time with you and then we reflected on it and we you know we do want to spend time with our parents. I think my parents did a pretty decent job and so did my husband's parents and we in turn we want to spend time with them and I want that for my daughter as well. I want her to go, hey I, you gave me attention and you know you love me loads and I want to do the same for you when we're older. Okay so we that was a big one. So so far we've gone through to show our kids unconditional love. It's eye contact, physical contact, focused attention and the last one was discipline. And what the author was talking about in this book was Discipline is often something that parents want to know straight away. Like, how do I discipline my child effectively? And he his argument was saying we need to make a child feel loved, and that's the first and most important part of discipline. So if you're you're achieving that eye contact, that physical contact, and that focused attention, hopefully your child is feeling pretty loved. And then if they're gonna you know misbehave, then the dis- discipline comes after that. Discipline involves training through communication, guidance by example, modelling, verbal instruction, written request, teaching, providing learning and fun experiences. Unconditional love is paramount. The more you keep your child's emotional tank full, the more they will respond to training, which is discipline. And that's so true. I mean, if all we do is... Get down on our kids and tell them that they're doing things wrong. We're not looking at them or we're only looking at them when they do things wrong. We're not, physic- you know, we don't have much physical contact in a loving way. We're not giving them focused attention. I don't know about you, but yeah, it's so true. I, I think it's highly unlikely they're going to respond to our training as well as they would if their love tanks are full. Focused listening is listening to your child It's a good idea to repeat your child's thoughts and feelings back to them to ensure they understand that you understand. When you lose your temper, apologize. The better disciplined a child is, the less punishment will be required. How well a child responds to discipline depends on how much they feel loved and accepted. And in this book he unpacks discipline and a lot of people tend to think discipline is like going full bore like you know physically he didn't talk about it like that at all he was saying first ensure you have eye contact physical contact and focused attention and that they're all in check and they could be out of whack and it could be an easy fix so the other day Kenzie was getting angry at me for no good reason I really didn't know what was what was her deal (laughs) she wasn't really hungry she wasn't tired like usually those are the the check boxes that I'll go through to see what's um, did, is this determining her bad mood and there wasn't anything and then how convenient I had just finished reading this book and I thought hmm does she want something is it eye contact and I thought not really and then I thought physical contact so I asked her if she actually wanted a hug and surprisingly she did so she just climbed into my lap We had a cuddle, we had a bit of a chat and I gave her some good old, a good dose of eye contact in a good way and she went on her merry way and I've never seen it work like this with us before where I had like almost like a demon possessed child yelling and screaming at me. I gave her a cuddle, turn around, she's skipping off merrily on her way and I just thought oh my goodness this this guy is onto something. Um, he was saying different discipline is effective for different kids. So you need to think about going straight for smacking. And it's so true. I mean, we all know this. Every child is different. Every child is going to be affected in a different way. Just the other day, my friend came over and we were talking about her four children. And one child would be affected in a good way by saying hey that's not good enough pick up your socks and do it better and another one would totally not respond to that at all and would like almost have an emotional breakdown so it's so true kids respond totally different in the last chapter which I was really intrigued with because it was called entitled helping your child spiritually and he went through a few questions number one are your foundations good and that's talking about you personally. Are your foundations good? Are you spending time with the Lord regularly? Are you praying? Do are you in a good place with the Lord? You how do you intend to lead someone if you're not even, you know, walking in the same direction? And I think this is this is common for quite a few parents. You know, we really want our kids to know the word and love the word. And do we know the word and love the word? Mm, probably not okay are we even in the word ourselves Mm, no maybe not so how do we expect our kids to get there we need to have great foundations ourselves number two in order to convey our faith effectively children identify with their parents so as to accept and incorporate the parents values it's important that children feel genuinely loved and accepted by us as parents It's super important to love unconditionally as that's how God loves us. How do we ensure that our kids are prepared and ready to accept God's love? By ensuring we fill their emotional needs and keep their emotional tanks full. We can't expect them to find a warm, close, rewarding relationship with God unless we've cared for them emotionally and have that relationship with them. Whoa, talk about pressure. But don't worry, we can totally do this. Through God, anything is possible. Children remember how they felt rather than remember details. As their teachers, we need to treat them with respect, kindness and concern. And we need to make them feel good about themselves. So don't criticize, humiliate or put down. And I know this is so much easier said than done and in the heat of the moment, our first response is to criticize or humiliate or put down, but they really remember these things. They don't necessarily remember the details of the event, but they remember how they felt. And yeah, I want I want Ken's in our teaching sessions, like when I'm trying to model Jesus to her, to remember how she felt in that way, that she felt loved, that she felt heard. All those great emotions instead of... Um, humiliated or put down how do we prepare our children spiritually our homes and what they are exposed to parents need to teach spiritual facts and how to apply them in everyday life another the author suggested bedtime it's a great time to do this you meet the emotional need of giving them focused attention and spiritual training and guidance in an atmosphere your child will remember fondly I think that's really important to remember. So guys, that was the, well, not really a review, but an overview of the book, How to Love Your Children or How to Really Love Your Child. I really enjoyed the book. It was an easy read and I think you'll get so much out of it good luck. I'll list it in the description to, so you can get your hands on it. As I was just looking at a copy it said like sold over a million copies. So a few other people think it's a pretty decent book too. Thank you so much for listening today and I hope that you've given you've been given some food for thought, especially with how we're modeling and teaching Jesus to our kids. You know, we really want to make them feel loved up by giving them some good old eye contact some good eye contact some physical contact some focused attention and some discipline and not just going straight for the big guns but you know in a loving way I pray that you just have an awesome day and you're so blessed that does it for this episode thanks so much for tuning in to mama's mission And if you like what you heard, it would be awesome if you gave us a review. Catch you next week.